Amen. What a beautiful presence of the Lord in his house tonight. I don't know about you, but I just am a bit overcome by all of it. The Lord is so pleased when we worship him, and he is so pleased when our hearts are pure before him. He's so pleased when we lavish our love unto him. He's so pleased to come and minister and to come and send his spirit to meet with us. He's so pleased to draw close to us. And I'm so thankful for that promise and for that truth and for that reality tonight in his house. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray for his word tonight. Lord, we honor you. We honor you, Jesus. We honor your presence. We honor your word tonight, O oh Lord. And God, all we want tonight is for you to come and have your way. The only voice we want to hear tonight is the voice of God. So, Lord, we pray that you would come and do what only you can do. As your word goes forth, God, I pray that it would be truth, it would be power that would just hit the center of our souls tonight, oh God. We yearn to receive of your truth and to be changed by you. So tonight, we lift the name of Jesus and we stand on your word and we say, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We invite you to come and rearrange whatever you need to rearrange in our lives that we would look a little bit more like you, that we would be able to ascend the mountain of the Lord, that we would be able to ascend the hill of the Lord, God. That is our cry tonight, Jesus, that we would be able to draw near to you, that you would be pleased in your house. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, our title tonight is Serve the Lord and Break the Strongholds. I felt the Lord wanted to encourage us tonight to examine the level of freedom that we truly are walking in in our lives and how it is related to how we are serving the Lord. John chapter 8, verses 34 to 36, Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. The Passion Translation reads, I speak eternal truth, Jesus said. When you sin, you are not free. You've become a slave in bondage to your sin. And slaves have no permanent standing in a family like a son does. For a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free from sin, then become a true son, a true daughter, and be unquestionably free. There is a level of freedom that Jesus intended that we walk in freedom from the bondage and the cycle of sin, free from the trap and the snare of the enemy that he sets against our lives. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, would say to us tonight, if the Son has set you free, you are free tonight in the name of Jesus. So walk in that freedom. Break off the chains that are seeking to hold you bound. It is time to rise up and to break the strongholds once and for all in the name of Jesus in every situation, in every temptation that comes against our lives, there is the ability to say no and to say yes to the freedom of Christ. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 in the Amplified says, It was for this freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery which you once removed. Jesus calls us to stand firm and to walk in his freedom. But the enemy's plan is to tempt us, to use the weakness of our flesh against us so that we would not continually walk in the freedom of God. And if we fall into old habits, 
if we fall into sinful thoughts and we allow ungodly passions to reign, to be at home, to make their home in our hearts and in our minds, they become as strongholds over us. They become as a master over us. We are admonished all throughout Scripture to be aware of worshiping idols, to be aware of anything ungodly that becomes as a stronghold over our passion and our loyalty, over our character. Romans 6, verse 6, Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. I pray that we each can examine our lives tonight has anything or anyone replaced our passion for Jesus? Are there any chains that once were broken off of your life that you since have picked back up? The Lord would remind us that as we serve him wholeheartedly, his grace and his power comes to set us free from those bondages and from those chains. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. I believe with everything that is within me tonight that it is time for the bride of Christ to rise up and to cause the chains to be broken off once and for all. It's time for the church, for the bride of Christ, to allow every stronghold that seeks to exalt itself over the holiness of our God to be torn down in our lives it's time for the bride of Christ to walk in power, to walk in victory, to walk as though we truly are sons and daughters of the living God who have been set free by the blood of Jesus. It's time for us to pursue his holiness, to run after the righteousness of God, to walk in unquestionable and complete freedom in every situation, in every temptation. How many want that for their lives? We will know this kind of freedom and this kind of power when we serve Jesus with wholehearted devotion and holiness. Three areas tonight I just want to touch on really briefly on how to serve the Lord and break the strongholds. Number one is choose whom you will serve. The truth tonight is that we all choose, not if we will serve, but who we will serve. Second Peter 2 verse 19, For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. The NIV reads, For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. There are thoughts, there are entertainments, there are idols that we may not even be consciously aware of in our lives that can become as masters in our hearts and minds if we do not keep careful watch. When we are a slave to anything or anyone but Christ, they become masters. And these masters place a stronghold over our passion for Christ, over our loyalty to Jesus. And the truth tonight is that it comes down to this. We will either serve God or we will serve our flesh. Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon our treasures and our riches, our flesh can become more important than our treasure in God. We cannot serve two masters. So whom will we choose to serve is the question for us. Our flesh, our bellies, or our living God who is worthy, who is deserving, and who is expectant of our service. 
Romans 8, verse 5, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Matthew 26, verse 41, Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation, for the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There is a war every day for whom you will serve. And this war is between your flesh and between your spirit. Oh, our spirits are so willing. Our spirits are genuinely desiring to choose the Lord and to serve the Lord. But there is a war between our flesh and between our spirit. And we must be those who will choose, who will determine that Jesus will be the only stronghold over our passions that he will be the stronghold over every desire, over our flesh. Jesus has won the victory for your freedom over every fear, worry, and sin already. But we must choose to walk in this freedom by serving God and his righteousness. We need to choose tonight who it is that we will please. Who do we want to please tonight? Do we want to please our Lord, or do we want to please our flesh? Who you serve and who you choose to please will determine the level of God's grace that he pours out upon your life. Who we determine that our God is will determine the level of victory and the level of freedom that we will walk in in our lives. I'm so thankful for the example of Joshua on the pages of Scripture Joshua was a mighty warrior, a mighty man who understood his deep need. He understood the requirements upon his life, upon his soul. He yearned and he understood that he needed to serve his God with everything that he had, with his entire heart, with wholehearted devotion. Joshua chapter 24 records his final address to the congregation of Israel. And in this passage, God gives Joshua a final message final words, a truth of God that he yearns that his people would receive and live their lives by. In this chapter, God reminds his people of how he fought for them. He reminds his people of how he drove out every enemy before them. He reminds them of his faithfulness to enable them to be overcomers, to tear down the strongholds. Joshua chapter 24, you can turn there if you have your Bibles tonight. We're going to read a few verses, verse 2 and then 6 to 15. Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. Verse 6, Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea. And the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. So they cried out to the Lord, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, brought the sea upon them and covered them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. Then you dwelt in the wilderness a long time. And I brought you into the land of the Amorites who dwelt on the other side of the Jordan, and they fought with you. But I gave them into your hand that you might possess their land, and I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose to make war against Israel and sent and called Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam, therefore he continued to bless you. So I delivered you out of his hand. Then you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you. Also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I delivered them into your hand. 
I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out before you. Also the two kings of the Amorites, but not with your sword or with your bow. Verse 14, now therefore fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Time and time again we read in this passage how faithful was God to deliver them from their enemies, to drive out those enemies. And I want to ask this question of each one of us tonight. How has God delivered you? How has God saved you tonight? Can you recall to your memory the times when God has been faithful to draw near to you, to pour out his love, to protect you, to pour out his presence, to pour out his blessings over your life? After the Lord reminds them of every time when he drove out the enemies, when he delivered them from their enemies, he says in verse 14, Two very important words. Two words that we need to take heed of tonight. Two words that ought to change our life. He says this, now, therefore. Now, therefore. And the Spirit of the Lord would come and he would say to us tonight, now, therefore. Now that I have saved you. Now that I have delivered you. Now that I have healed that broken heart. Now that I have repaired and restored that relationship. Now that I have provided for you, now that I have watched over you and protected you, now that I have created you, called you, delivered you, provided for you, made my presence so real in your life, who is it that you will serve? Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Will it be the other gods? Will it be other idols that are on the other side of the river? You see, the other side of the river, it represents death. The other side of the river is slavery. And the other side of the river is separation from the presence of God. But tonight, we can choose to serve our flesh. We can choose to serve the other gods. But you can be sure that if we choose that way, that they will become as a stronghold over us that they will become as a master over our freedom in Jesus Christ. And we will not truly walk in the freedom of the Lord and we will be separated from the presence and the blessing and the deliverance of our God Almighty if that is what we choose. Choose who it is that you will serve tonight. Let us heed Joshua's words. As for me, I want to please my Lord. I want to serve my Lord God Almighty. And if you were in this room tonight, and you would say that that is the desire of your heart, that you would say, that's me. I want to serve the Lord. I choose to serve my Lord. Let me say this to you tonight. It is time to say no to Satan. It is time to say no to your flesh. It is time to say no to every ungodly attitude and choice that would seek to attach itself to your life that would defy the image of your holy God. It's time to say no to this. It's time to say no to these areas becoming as a master over our freedom anymore. For the bride of Christ was called to be a spotless bride without spot or wrinkle that we would walk in the power of the Lord in true victory, in true holiness, serving our God, making that choice. 
Let us be those who say, now therefore, in light of our salvation and eternal inheritance, in light of his great love and his unending faithfulness, we will be those who choose to please the Lord, who choose to serve him and him only. Number two tonight is raise your standard of holiness. I know it says raise the standard, but I want you to make it personal tonight in your life. Raise your standard of holiness. How many have ever thought that you were free from an area of sin, of worry or fear, whatever, from an area of bondage only to have it reappear in your life? It's as if the chains fell off one day, but the next day, the next week, the next year, you found yourself picking those chains back up, and once again you were enslaved and surprised by it. You thought you were broken from it. Jesus came to set us free once and for all. It is for freedom that he has set us free. What is it that causes us to pick up the chains that once were broken, to be enslaved to sin once again? Our flesh life wars against our holy living. Satan wars against our freedom. We have been given supernatural weapons to tear down the strongholds. But I believe the Holy Spirit would want to say in this particular point that our standard of holiness is related to the level of our freedom. If our standard of holiness does not line up with God's standard, we will find ourselves in compromised places. We will find ourselves in conversations, in entertainments that are not pleasing to the Lord. There will be an area of your life that is not protected by God, an area where the devil can and will gain a foothold, and before you know it, you will find yourself serving the same idols you once did. There will be a stronghold of unrighteous thoughts, attitudes, actions that are causing you to be ensnared to the work of the devil. Jesus said, I came to destroy the work of the devil. I came to overcome the work of the devil in your life. But there is a standard of holiness that is clear in God's word. And when we live this standard, the strongholds of pleasing self, of serving self, they will be broken. Romans 8, 13, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. You may be here tonight and you may have chosen Christ. You may have accepted him as Savior. But is he Lord over your life? Are you walking in his freedom? Joshua 24, 14, now therefore fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. This word sincerity in this passage, it comes from a Hebrew word that means without blemish. It means perfect, upright, wholesome, unimpaired, having integrity. Serve the Lord with integrity, without blemish, unimpaired. There is a high standard of holiness that we are called to church, a higher level of integrity than the world, a higher, much higher level of righteousness, and there are ungodly forces. There are weaknesses of our flesh that are fighting every single day for you to lower your standard of holiness according to the word of God. There is a war for you to lower your standard of holiness. I recently was driving home from church along this particular road. Traffic was backed up for miles, and I sat there wondering what was causing this traffic jam. Several minutes later, I came upon an accident in the ditch. It turns out that this huge semi-trailer truck had driven across both lanes of traffic and entered the ditch. 
But as he entered the ditch, the entire trailer had become unhitched from the truck, and it swung at a 90-degree angle, and it hit the light standard that was in the ditch with such force that this light standard was uprooted as it fell into the ground. And I looked at this accident, and I began to wonder, what was it that caused this accident? And of course, I don't know that answer. But I began to wonder, and I thought, well, maybe the truck had a malfunction. Maybe the driver was impaired in some way or had an injury in some way. Maybe there was an outside element that caused this driver to veer off the road and to hit this light standard with such force that it was uprooted and that it fell down to the ground. But when I looked at that 25-foot light standard lying in the ditch, the Holy Spirit spoke to me immediately about the parallel to our own life to our own standard, to our standard of holiness. And he said this, your standard of holiness too can be shaken. Your standard of holiness too can fall over, can be knocked down to the ground if you are not so careful to keep it raised up, to hold it up, to ensure that the foundation of your standard is rooted so deeply in the holiness of our holy God and the standard of his holiness according to his word. There are different standards of holiness amongst the believers today. And I believe that it grieves the Lord. There are different standards amongst believers and amongst Christians today. If we were to honestly examine our standard of holiness, if we were to honestly be courageous enough to examine our relationships, our friendships, our entertainments, our choices, the words that come out of our mouths, are they truly reflecting the image of our holy God tonight? We all need to examine our lives. We all ought to look at our lives and say, Holy Spirit, come and show me. Come and show me if there's anything that needs to change in my life. Philippians 3, verse 17 to 19 in the Passion Translation says, my beloved friends, imitate my walk with God and follow all those who walk according to the way of life we modeled before you. For there are many who live by different standards. As I've warned you many times, I weep as I write these words. They are enemies of the cross of the anointed one, and doom awaits them. Their God has possessed them and made them mute. Their boast is in their shameful lifestyles, and their minds are in the dirt. Paul urges us to imitate his life as he imitated the Lord. He shows us so beautifully all throughout the New Testament how it was that he imitated the Lord. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There's a beautiful quote, a familiar quote I know to a lot of you, by Leonard Ravenhill. He said this, Is the world crucified to you or does it fascinate you? The greatest miracle that God can do today is to take an unholy man out of an unholy world and make him holy. Then put him back into that unholy world and keep him holy in it. Whom will we serve? Do you want to please your Lord or do you want to please yourself? Because, church, when we choose unforgiveness, we are choosing to please our flesh. When we choose bitterness, complaining, apathy, gossip, we are choosing to please our flesh. When we choose strife, 
worry, anxiety, depression, strongholds, we are choosing to please our flesh. These things are strongholds, and they hinder us from walking in the freedom of Christ. They hinder us from walking in intimacy with him. Serve the Lord in sincerity. Serve him in holiness without blame. There is only one standard, and it is the word of God. Would you agree with me tonight according to the word of God that the bride of Christ, it's time to raise her standard of holiness. It's time to deepen her foundation of holiness according to our holy God and his word. It's time to pursue, to run after, to seek after all that is holy and good and admirable unto the Lord. Break the strongholds of self-serving pleasures that do not please God. The compromised living and the idols of unrighteousness that have become strongholds will only be broken when we raise the standard of holiness in our lives. Amen. Number three, the final thing tonight is keep the standard of truth and drive out the enemies every day. Verse 14, now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Every day we must keep his standard of truth. We will drive out the enemies and break the strongholds. The definition of a standard is something that is established as a rule. It is a level of excellence, of attainment. And it comes from a word that means formation, to stand, originally known as a standing place. And we know tonight that our standard is God's word, and we must stand upon we must stand by, we must stand in the infallible truth, the only truth of Jesus Christ. There are enemies every day. There are temptations every day that we must, as the army of God, as sons and daughters of God who want to walk empowered and free and anointed, every day we need to drive them out. You need to drive out those temptations every day that seek to attack your home. Drive them out every single day in the name of Jesus with the Spirit of the Lord that is within you. Every day we must stand in his truth. We must stand in his peace instead of strife. Every day we must say no to the idols who seek our highest affection above the Lord Jesus Christ. We must say no to the music and to the movies that defile the image of our holy God. We must say no to the addictions that seek to be as a stronghold over our lives. We must say no to every word and every choice upon our lives that would defy the image of the holiness of God. We must say no to these areas every single day. Raise up that standard. Keep the standard of his truth. Galatians 5, 24 to 25. Those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Keep in step with the spirit and you will know freedom. When you keep the standard of righteousness, you are free from sin. When you keep the standard of peace, and forgiveness, you are free from worry and conflict. It seems so simple, doesn't it, when we put it that way? When you daily keep the standard of prayer and you wield every supernatural weapon of praise and righteousness, you will be free from every fear and stronghold that seeks to rob you of your freedom and victory in Christ. When we hold and keep the standard of God's word every day, of his truth in every situation, we will be empowered to drive out 
every enemy at all times. In Joshua chapter 23, he addresses the leaders and he speaks to them about how the Lord will drive out their enemies if they hold fast to his word. The first few verses remind them of the enemies God had driven out before them. God likes to remind his people of his faithfulness, of his power, of his unending love, and how he's been faithful in our lives. Verses 6 to 11 in Joshua 23. Therefore, be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left, and lest you go among these nations who remain among you. You shall not make mention of the name of their gods. You shall not serve them nor bow down to them, but you shall hold fast to the Lord your God as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out from before you great and strong nations. But as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand, for the Lord your God is he who fights for you. Therefore, take careful heed that you love the Lord your God. He goes on after this to encourage them and to admonish them that they not turn back and serve their enemies. That they not go back to their old way of living. God's declaration to us in this passage is this. As long as we serve the Lord with wholehearted devotion, keeping his standard of holiness and his word, he will be our God who fights for us and who will drive out our enemies. Jesus yearns for our freedom tonight. I know this may not be a popular message to preach. Holiness may not be popular, but it should be. And tonight, if you are sitting here and you feel like the Holy Spirit is putting his finger on an area in your life, Can I say tonight that Jesus is fighting for you? He's fighting for your freedom. He's not judging you. He's not mad at you. But he says, there is my son and there is my daughter, and I have so much more in store for them. If they would heed my word, if they would heed this word, there is nothing greater than the freedom of Jesus Christ over our lives. There is nothing greater than to be able to break the strongholds once and for all, than to leave the chains broken as they were by the Lord. What level of freedom are you walking in tonight? Is there anything in your life that is seeking your attention, your time, your highest affection? Is there any area that you need to be set free from? Let us not forget why Jesus has set us free, that we would walk in his freedom. Now, therefore... Can you say that in your spirit tonight, right now? Now, therefore, in light of our victory and deliverance, let us choose whom we will serve. Let us raise the standard of holiness and let us keep to the standard of his truth. Drive out your enemies every day and break the strongholds. Let's stand together tonight, please. I wonder if you could just close yourself in with the Lord for a moment. We were encouraged earlier in the prayer room to be expectant of the Lord. Where is your faith tonight in the Lord for what he can do for you? 
would you expect of him tonight? Would you draw near to him tonight? Can you say tonight that I am resolving to not be a slave to anything that displeases my Lord? Now, therefore, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, therefore, Christ City will serve the Lord. Now, therefore, in the name of Jesus, my sons and my daughters will serve the Lord in wholehearted devotion. It's time to live in freedom. It's time to walk in freedom. And the Holy Spirit is here tonight to set you free wherever you are, to serve the Lord in sincerity and truth. 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If you are here tonight and you need freedom in, every, in any area of your life, if you're here tonight and you say, I know what the Lord is calling me to do, I know the freedom that the Lord is calling me to walk in, I want you just to begin to Talk to the Lord about that. Begin to receive his freedom. Begin to call on the freedom of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is in his house tonight. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is the breaking of chains. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is the pulling down, the tearing down of strongholds in the name of Jesus. There is the raising to life what once was dead. Where the Spirit of the Lord is in this house tonight, there is a fresh passion that is being released to choose the Lord, to serve the Lord and Him only, to crucify our flesh in the name of Jesus. There is a stepping out of darkness and into His light. There is a rising up of the army of God to be the bride of Christ who serves Him in unquestionable freedom, in holiness, in truth. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is a people of God who will witness the advancement of the kingdom of God for his glory and his namesake alone. Amen. Amen. We receive the Lord's freedom. If you need prayer for anything tonight, we encourage you to come forward. But we're going to sing. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to take a few moments on this evening. And we are going to believe for strongholds and chains to be broken that this would be a new day, and that those chains, and that those strongholds would never come upon lives ever again in the name of Jesus. Would you begin to just pray for that and receive the word as we worship the Lord. Hallelujah.